الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected ulama kiram elders and brothers the ayat which i recited now in the khutbah wherein allah tbarak wa ta'ala says ya ayyuha in this ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the believers. Oh, those who have got iman, this iman is the most valuable commodity that you have. This is the greatest asset that you have. Your iman is something you will only understand the value of iman when you leave this world. When your eyes closes, then you will understand what that iman is meant and what that iman, what value that iman had. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the believers that in order for you to protect, preserve and fortify your iman, ittaqullah, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inculcate this quality of taqwa. Taqwa is where a person is constantly concerned as to what he is doing. Is it correct or incorrect? Is it permissible or impermissible? Is it this in conformity to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Oh, it is against the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this taqwa is a very great quality and it is a fort for a person. It is a protection for a person. One of the greatest problems now we have is that there is no more the fear of Allah. So outwardly they may be Islam, outwardly they may be deen. You may see a person, outwardly he has got a sunnah clothing, garb on, and outwardly he is on deen. He may even be in the masjid, he may be performing salah. But the hadith Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, At-taqwa ha-huna. Taqwa is here in your heart. So when something wrong is coming in front of him, now it is the taqwa that then kicks in, and that is now the person gets the courage then to stop that. And he doesn't do that wrong thing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ittaqullah, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring this quality of taqwa in your life, where you're always concerned and worried, you always know that Allah is watching you, Allah is watching every move of yours and you're going to be answerable for whatever you do. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives one more command. Someone may ask that how can I bring this taqwa in my life? How can I become firm? How it is that I can control my nafs and control my desires and I can resist the onslaught of shaitan? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكُونُوا مَا صَادِقِينَ Remain in the company of the pious and the truthful. Company is something that is very, very important. 
Your company can make you or your company can break you. If you will associate with good people, goodness will come into your life. If you associate with people who are namazi, you will become conscious of namaz. Why? Because every time you are sitting with them, you know now azan has been given, they're waking up, they're going to the masjid. There's no question of you, of you missing your namaz. Even if you want to go somewhere, that will revolve around the salah. We're going somewhere, we'll read our namaz here, then we'll do what we have to do. So if you remain in good company, you find that good qualities and good traits come into your life. This is what will make you firm on deen. It will make you firm in Islam. Gradually, you are remaining in the company of pious people. The good qualities from within them are slowly coming into your life. Now you find that your focus to the akhirat is stronger. Now you are more focused to the akhirat. And you are getting more disinclined from the dunya. You're distancing yourself away from the dunya. And you're coming more to the akhirat. Now you've got a desire to do good deeds. Now you've got a desire to, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So kunu ma sadiqin. If you look into the, from the history, history of Anbiya alayhi wasalam, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to this dunya, how did Sahaba become Sahaba? We know how great Sahaba are. The, the greatest wali of the time will not reach anywhere close to the lowest Sahabi. That is how great Sahaba were. But what made them so great? It was the companionship of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sahaba radiallahu anhum sat in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They learned deen from him. Every facet of deen, every aspect of deen. You know, we think deen is just the outward form of deen. No, deen is the entire way of life. Then the tabi'een, they sat in the company of Sahaba. Tabi'een, tabi they sat in the company of tabi'een. To such an extent that you get great imams. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi It is mentioned about him that Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi sometimes in his gatherings, there would be up to 5,000 people. From those 5,000 people, 500 were only taking down notes. That means 500 were students who came to learn hadith. The other 4,500 people came to learn good character. They came to learn mannerisms. They came to learn adab and respect. Why? They sat in the company of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi. So if you look at every era of Islam, you'll find that people always remain in the company of the pious scholars of that time. And I'm bringing that, that thing, pious scholars, people who were truthful. There was conformity in what they said and what they did. They were pious people. They were Allah wallahs. They had the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never would do anything against the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this has always been a practice in the Muslims of the past. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, he went to one place. Khalifa Harun Rashid is in this place. And there's a big noise now because Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak is coming. The alim from Khurasan. The whole city is at a standstill. Everyone is waiting. So there's a lot of noise. Harun Rashid asked one of the women folk, just look out of the window and see what's all this noise about. Why so much noise? So when they made inquiries, they were informed, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi, this great alim and saint from Khurasan, he is coming. So that woman then commented and told Harun Rashid that in reality, these are the kings, not you people. Because they control the hearts of people. You only got outward control. You only control people outwardly with your force and your might. But these people control the hearts of people. So this was something that was always a practice. If you look into Islamic history, where people sat in the company of pious people, awliya Allah, and they benefited from them. And in this manner, that 
they were able to even get deen in their lives, and they were able to live in this dunya properly. Because if you sit in the company of pious people, they will teach you how to be a good husband. They will teach you how to be a good husband. They will teach you how to be a good father. They will teach you how to be a good businessman. Everything of your life, you will learn from them. Because they will guide you, they will train you, they will educate you. In this way here, in this dunya also, your life will become very happy. Your life will become very comfortable. Allama Iqbal is very, very famous. His poetry that he had sang, or he had said, you'll find till now, the poetry is always, you know, a man with a lot of wisdom. In his words, there were a lot of wisdom. So it's mentioned that Allama Iqbal was a modern person. He didn't really have much deen in him. But then he came into the company of Hazrat Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullahi. And there was a whole revolution now in his thinking. He was a modern-minded person. But coming in the company of Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullahi, who was like a luminary of his time, who was a genius of his time. Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullahi, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with such a marvelous memory. And this man came into his gathering and there was a whole revolution and a whole change in his thinking now. Now he's thinking differently. Now he's viewing life in a different way. So he had said some poetry in Persian showing the importance of sitting in the company of pious people. And he said, Jala sakti unki. These people, the breath is such that it can light up a dead lamp. You take an extinguished lamp, but just their breath and their words can light up that lamp. Ilahi kya chupa hota hai ahle dil ke mein. Oh Allah, what is hidden in the hearts of these pious people? What they have? La pooch in khirqa poshoku. Iradatotudekunku. Don't ask them, but look at them. You'll find that they have got the white hand. You know, Hazrat Musa salam, when he took out his hand, one of the miracles he had, the whole hand will become white like a shining sun. This they have got now in their sleeves. They have, they have hidden it. If you really have got this desire to become a friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inculcate this love of Allah in your heart, then do the khidmat of these pious people. This pearl you will not get in the treasures of the kings also. So this is pious people. They are a very great ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are a very great favor of Allah. When Allah ta'ala commanded, Be with the pious people. Then remember this class of people will remain till Qiyamah. Because Allah ta'ala will never command you to do something that you cannot do. It means this caliber of people, this class of people will always be there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for you to be with them. And if for some reason you cannot be in the company, then at least read the kitabs. You see, good company will bring about a very good effect in your life. And bad company, the hadith speaks about, Good company is like a person carrying musk. You're going to benefit from him. You'll just sit there by him. You'll get the fragrance of musk. He'll give you some musk. And bad company is like a person blowing in a furnace. That is definitely going to harm you. The bad smell is going to affect you. So good company, you will always get. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this possible for a person to sit in good company. And one of the ways to get that company, if for some reason you cannot physically be in the person's company, is to read the book. Read the kitabs. Now you need to be very particular of what literature you read. Remember this here. People nowadays, anything and everything, they just go on to Google. 
so many websites are run by Jews, websites run by Shias, websites run by Orientalists, you're going and taking your deen from them. إِنَّ هَذَا الْإِلْمَ دِينٌ فَانْذُرُوا أَمَّنْ تَأْخُذُونَ دِينَكُمْ Muhammad bin Sirin rahmatullahi says, this knowledge is your deen. Be careful of who you take your deen from. Because they're going to give you a different version of Islam. They're going to give you a modern version of Islam. Those types of gatherings, and by you reading those types of books, there's so many orientalists, now time does not permit us, to go into details, where the whole book was written for one line. One line was meant to confuse you. One line was meant to complicate things for you, to take you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the kitabs also, read the kitabs of pious predecessors. Look at pious awliya, pious like we read the fazari amal, fazari sadaqat, fazari hajj. Remember these kitabs can bring about a revolution in your life. This can bring about a revolution in the life of your children. This company is so important. As I mentioned, time does not permit us now to go into too many details. But I'll just mention to you two incidents now of recent times that will probably open up your eyes to understand how important it is that you're in the right company. So two marital problems, two different cases, different people. One person came to me with a marital problem a few years ago. So I asked him, this is now 20 years, 20 years into the marriage. You know, the first few months, first one, two years, you can get some issues. But after a little while, the spouses understand one another. So I asked the man, at which point did this marital problem start off? He said, my wife went to some Arabic class, some Arabic, now very, very lucrative, you know, something that anyone wants to learn, Arabic, the language of the Quran, the language of Jannah. But this Arabic class, there was no segregation. They're sitting together. Whoever the sheikh is, whoever the instructor is, Allah knows. From that point, this man's marital problem started off. Arabic class. You're thinking now, someone is thinking, you know, they're doing wonders now, they're sending their wife for that class. Where can all this end up? If you're not following the right track, it's going to bring problems in your life. Another incident is where a person, similar situation, asked him where did the problem start off from? His wife started going to the gym. In the gym, she's got a circle of friends. This circle of friends, they think differently. They have got a modern mindset. They may be Muslim also. But remember, they think differently. You cannot be enslaved to your husband. How long are you going to be a slave? Now this poor woman, her whole mind went upside down and eventually the marriage broke. So respected friends, this company is very, very important. The kitabs we read, whose company we in, remember even that television which is completely haram, but you are also in that person's company. You are in the company of that character, that actor. Your child is in the company of that person. The day when your child starts behaving like that, then there's no one for you to blame but your own self, unfortunately. You will have to blame yourself because you expose your child to that filth, that dirt. You never told your child, this thing is haram, let me cut it off my life. You're sitting in the company, it's definitely going to affect you, it's going to influence you. So just to sum up this ayat, the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bring taqwa in your life, and how this taqwa will come in your life, kunuma sadiqeen, remain in the company, of pious people, upright people, pious ulama, you can see that piety in their lives, they are reading all day salah in the masjid, you know, it's not someone you don't see in namaz time, you don't know where he's reading his namaz, and that man wants someone that got no direction in his life, can never give you direction, remember that, one man, someone has got no direction, he's got no direction, what direction is he going to give you? I mean, he himself needs direction. Inshallah, if you hold firm to this, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us in this world and hereafter. Alhamdulillahi al-akram, alladhi khalaq al-insana wa karram, wa allamahu min al-bayani ma lam yalam, fa subhana alladhi la yuhsum tinanuhu bil-lisani wa la bil-qalam, wa nashadu wa la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah, wa nashadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh, alladhi utiya jawami' al-kareem, وكرائم الحكم ومكارم الشيم صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه نجوم الطريق الأمم أما بعد فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بلغوا عني ولو آية وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم طلب العلم فريضة على كل مسلم وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم من تعلم القرآن وعلمه وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم تعلموا الفرائض والقرآن وعلموا الناس فإني مقبود أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أمن هو قانت آناء الليل ساجد وقائم يحذر الآخرة ويرجو رحمة ربي قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكرون للباب بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يتع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأستقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم عليه رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عن اللهم اغفر للعباس وولدي مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأذل الشرك وأشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى 
وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعد والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم الصراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وجاهدوا في الله حق جهاده واجتباكم وما جعل عليكم في الدين من حرج ملة أبيكم إبراهيم وسماكم المسلمين من قبل وفي هذا ليكون الرسول شهيدا عليكم وتكونوا وتكونوا شهداء على الناس فأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة واعتصموا بالله ومولاكم فنعم المولى ونعم النصير الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسلك الصحة والعافية اللهم إنا نسلك العفة والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم انسل الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين 
اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا اللهم فك اسرانا واسر المسلمين ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب